You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome back to another episode of the Ratchet Rambles Podcast presented to you by Flawless Noises Media. I am one of your hosts. I am Jeremy. Uh, my AKA for today is hashtag keep it an eye message. Thank Ooh. you so very much. <laughs> um, and Ooh. as usual, <laughs> I am joined by my friend and my co-host. Ooh, boy, a word was had there. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Ratchet Ramblings. It's me, Candace, not so newly at PC. Adrian is getting so much needed rest, so she'll be rejoining us next week. We miss you um, and your candor and your wit and everything else. Also, it is uh, Trillificent Forever Month. Uh, our co-founder and the Beyonce of Ratchet Ramblings just celebrated a happy heavenly birthday we love you, Curtis. We miss you. Um, happy yeah. Pride Month. If you haven't, go back and listen to all the episodes of Gay Side Stories that Curtis put out over the years. Great content. This is a perfect month to go back and re-listen and remember how to be an ally to the community, how to not center yourself while you feel like you're being an ally, and just check up and, and get catch some laughs. Curtis was a hoot, and he gave you the real, the uncut, and the raw all of the time, so we miss you, friend. Um, Absolutely. Uh, yeah, huh. Boy, huh. Curtis's humor with all the shit going on in today? <laughs> Listen, please. We, listen, I can all listen. Oh, oh my God. The, I, jokes. The, 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 the way the group chat would be so lit, even more lit than I heard he is right now. Listen, listen. We, one of the one of the best human beings I ever had the pleasure of being friends with. We miss you so mm-hmm. much, Curtis. Miss you dearly. Um we got we got how many shows? Five. But we got couples retreat, uh Black Ink LA, uh, uh Real Housewives of Atlanta. Love and Marriage Huntsville, Bell Collective. Really four and a half, considering that Atlanta. Mm. Really four and a half. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was that noise? <laughs> <laughs> that was my shady laugh. Listen, we what I do know is we're going to talk about Love and Marriage Huntsville and Bell Collective last because, yes. again, I have words. Carlos King got it right now. He got it. Uh, We're going to get Real Housewives of Atlanta out the way first. Yeah. So Marlo, we called it last week and Candy brought it up on her podcast or whatever it is that she does where she does her live stream or whatever, brought it up the fact that this nephew situation is Marlo using it for a storyline. She posted receipts and showed receipts of uh, the conversation between she and Marlo years ago when the nephew was killed and it was not just a little, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. There was an in-depth conversation. Candy also let it be known that the nephew worked for OLG for a very, very, very short amount of time. So much so that Candy only ever had one interaction with him. Um, In the conversation, she said that there was never any type of tension or any ill feelings or any off energy between she and Marlo after the, after her nephew was killed, which is so that's why she has been very, was very confused during filming because it, she was blindsided by it all. And she says that if Marlo really and truly felt like that, she could have come and talked to her many, many moons ago. And I agree. And we called it last week. We said that it's really shitty and really awful that everybody has sat back and watched this woman use her family trauma for a storyline and a way to paint herself as a fucking victim. Whole time when you unearthing all that family trauma, what is it doing to your family? What is it doing to your sister? That's what, what is I it would doing like to, to people that's close to that was close to the nephew and loved him fucking dearly. You are fucking weird, Marlo. And it just, it does not stop. That like, Yeah, that's what I would like to know. Like, because I'm pretty sure... You know, they the the family is aware of this. I mean, they they watch the the shows like like us. Like they they know what's going on. Like because like I'm gonna be real. Like if, if it was me, like it it would be a cold in here before I talk to Marlo again. Because girl, what is you doing? Yeah, like don't use the passing of my son as no way to get your shit off on this bullshit ass show. Right. Please. Um. 
Kenya end up having to go to the hospital after her big blow up with Marlo and Marlo banging on her door like a fucking lunatic and she didn't get to perform at the halftime show of whatever the fuck she was supposed to be performing at. And that's unfortunate. Um, but it's just kind of like, mm, I don't care. I don't care about this. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care about this. Um, the most interesting part of the episode, uh, I don't care about Marlo and, and Monietta getting into it. Um, I just want to say that Marlo has a lot to say for somebody who has a history of fucking married men and old ass sugar daddies to provide her lifestyle. White she always got that. something to say about everybody else coochie, everybody else pussy, how they doing this and how they doing that. And you are literally a white man's cum dumpster. A white you mind, if you will. You, put, that in the <laughs> put that in my text messages. <laughs> you are literally a white old man's nut rag. That is how you have sustained that lifestyle for a long ass time and sitting up here always talking about how other people make money and she marlo did an interview and basically said candy uses this show to promote her businesses duh bitch duh <laughs> like duh miss mamas if you had a real business to promote and not that bullshit you tried to introduce to the cast last season with borrowing luxury goods and putting them in a showroom for people to look at ma'am that wasn't no real fucking business and that shit wasn't sustainable and you know it but absolutely if you had a real business to run and a real business that you own and a real business that turned profit why wouldn't you use this show as a means of free marketing and promotion who the fuck wouldn't Ain't all of no. the other all of the other ladies did it Kenya does it with her hair care products. Sheree do it for a business that ain't even Sheree a business. do it for a business where she stole all the designs from Shein. When Nene and, was on the show and she was having businesses and, when, and the lounge was open and when she she got the pizza place open in the airport and some other and her boutique and all kind of shit, they would be filming in the boutique. Who wouldn't use the show that they're on that's airing internationally as a way of free marketing and promotion. I, I was not even being funny. Ain't that one, also one of the purposes of the show? I would say so. I would say so. I definitely would say so. But well, that just goes to show that we know that Marlo ain't got no no actual business. Yeah. Um, what are you gonna do? Um, Candy had a sit down with Mama Joyce, Let Hurricane me. Joyce, <laughs> and talked about her comments that she made about Todd at the BravoCon and said that, you know, first of all, she said that what, how do she think Ace and Blaze will feel about their grandmother when they get older and can see all of the negative, nasty, mean things she has said about their father. And this is my thing. The fact that you even have to bring the kids into it to talk some sense into her Let's me know that she's not somebody you can reason with. And she's actually never going to stop because the first person that she should be considerate of is fucking you, Candy, and how it makes you feel that she is constantly being nasty, belligerent, and demeaning to your husband and how that makes you feel and how that hurts your feelings. The fact that she doesn't care how it makes you feel and then you have to throw your throw the kids in it so that you y'all can stop catching all these stray bullets that lady don't give a fuck and then she gonna pretend like candy said that maybe they should do counseling or therapy she's not gonna do that shit for real i believe it when i fucking see it <laughs> mama joyce therapy counseling changing behavior <laughs> I believe now exactly. i will admit candy did zing her mama because mama joyce talk about well if that's the kind of man you want that couldn't be my man and candy was like right what man exactly you don't have one. Like that's my thing, right? Like, and and me and I, uh, I said this in the pregame. It's like, like I know, you know, a man ain't a prize, blah blah blah, and all. You know, anti my man, my man, my man. But clearly, that's the type of woman my mama Joyce is. And I'm sorry, but if you bring up always talking about this nigga, and you say, well, that couldn't be my man. Well, if you don't have one, then I'm gonna need you to shut the fuck up. Exactly. Because clearly whatever you're doing since have, since a man is, you know, so important to you or, or having a 
your daughter having a different man other than Todd is so important to you. Whatever you doing or did didn't work with one, and you ain't got one. So again, I'm gonna need you to just shut the hell up. Yeah, absolutely. Going about your fucking business. Um, Sheree, baby, that corny ass knockoff duffel bag that's supposed to be a it's basically a similar design of a Louis Vuitton duffel bag. You never gonna be able to win, and you shouldn't win because fashion is not really in you. You are not a fashion girl. You are a girl that maybe from time to time is dressed by a stylist, but you're not a fashion girl. You don't have an original bone in your body when it comes to fashion. And it shows because the the the, the line that you showed last season was a bunch of knockoff fast fashion shit. This duffel bag is a Louis Vuitton knockoff. It's not in you, baby, and you got to stop acting like it is. It's really motherfuckers out here that do this fashion shit and they good at it. And the designs is original. And they they starting to give these designer brands a run for their fucking money. It's True. just not you. It's not you. And we could be honest about that. It's not you. And it never has been. Sure, just been doing this shit for a storyline because what else you got going on? Because you got a nice body. You got a pretty face. But you're not a fashion girl. You and got one of those bodies me. that's so nice that you really could wear anything, no matter how tacky or trashy it is. And it's going to look good on you because the body is banging, baby. But you're not a fashion girl. You don't have a fashion bone in your body. And and that's just what it is. And that's okay. That's okay. But this ain't it. Yeah. Um, okay, bye. We out. Um <laughs> True. That, that, I, I ain't had nothing else to add. I think we we wrung more from that lemon than we probably should have. Yeah, uh we right. definitely we made lemonades out of those sour lemons. Um couples retreat. Couples retreat. The biggest, so two two of the storylines stuck out for me the most in this last episode, and that is Apollo and Shireen and um, Ronnie and Shamari. I feel like the other couples have done really well. Um, we are certainly seeing a huge breakthrough with Fatboy and Tiana. And let, let's be honest, I'm proud of him for being accountable. Like, let me say, it's very easy to shirk responsibility when you are the biggest issue in your relationship. But I feel like he is getting to a point where he's being honest about the shit that he's doing to sabotage his marriage and the steps he is doing to try to right those wrongs. Now, I don't know if it'll be permanent because niggas do that all the time and they just turn around and be back on some bullshit. (laughs) Glenn. (laughs) Ooh. I can't wait till we get to Glenn. God. <laughs> Can I wait? Um, but yeah. So Shamari and Ronnie, that girl is a self, she is nothing but a victim. She is the victim in everything. She never has any responsibility or accountability in anything that's going on in her life and her marriage. It's all Ronnie's fault. And let's have an honest fucking conversation. If he wasn't on the road touring, if he wasn't back, you know, making good money and New Edition wasn't spending the block and having a resurgence and shit like that, she would she would have a whole nother gripe because he wasn't showing up financially. Yeah, I agree with that. And I'm what I'm not saying that he should not be home helping and and putting in the footwork. I'm not saying that. But it doesn't I don't feel like he's touring so much that he's not present in his in the home life. And it seems like he's present enough because he said that she often uses the kids as reasons to shirk intimacy and things like that. Only for us to find out that she's uncomfortable in her body because she gained 30 pounds to which he is in. First of all, just because your partner likes how you look doesn't mean you have to be satisfied with the way you look. I can acknowledge that. However, he is absolutely in love with the fact that she has gained a little bit of weight. He thinks it looks phenomenal on her. And I can acknowledge that just because somebody feels like you look amazing if you've lost or gained some weight, it's all about how you feel about yourself and how you perceive yourself. With that being said, if she is that uncomfortable in her skin, she is not doing anything to change those circumstances. She is blaming it all on him. Well, he goes on tour and I can't work out. You can't take them babies for a walk. Yeah, y'all can't go walking. 
Y'all yeah, can't like bring that. in a nanny or a sitter for a little while so that you could go to the gym or yeah. go to yoga or go to Pilates. One step further, friend, you can't change your eating habits because weight loss truly starts in the kitchen. Yeah. Another thing is, like, it. have you gone to see, because, you know, another thing is, you know, people lose or slash gain weight differently. It is, it's about your, it's also, a, a, you know, your body type is also a big factor in it. So it's like, my thing is, like, you can't, like, put that on him, especially when he is being, you know, as positive and supportive of your weight change as he is. Now you could argue that he's doing it, you know, for superficial reasons, sex, blah, 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 et cetera. And that, and I acknowledge that and that's fine, but he's not actively being like ill. You know what I'm saying? Like he seems to be supportive. So blaming that part of your issue on him is unfair. Yeah. You know, now if you want to say it's hard to have a sex with a man that want to move them shoulders, then that's, you know, that's, that's another thing. But, <laughs> <laughs> the weight thing ain't his problem. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm never letting moving them shoulders go. I'm sorry. Ever. I'm and never... I'm, I'm I'm glad AJ called her out and was like, at what point do you take accountability and responsibility for where you are in your life? It really can't be everybody. You you allowing people to dim your light or box you in. That's still that's still an action based on your behavior. And I don't think Ronnie is trying to dim her light, but we got to be honest when when retro acts and retro musicians and people who were hot back in the day, um when they get a career resurgence, you really have got to strike while the iron is hot. Yeah. You really do. Cuz it ain't going to last forever cuz that's the it's reason why it's a resurgence in the first place. And so while I certainly feel they could, they should have a conversation and talk more about what she needs from him and, and what more balance she needs from him so yeah. that she can feel so that she can feel uplifted or feel like she's in a position to, to work on things or do things that are important to her, have that conversation, but I'll be hard pressed to have a conversation who blames everything on me. Yeah. Like, I'm not it's saying always she... you, 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 and it's never you never own anything in the situation. Yeah, like don't get me wrong. I mean, it's still right, you know. I mean, them shoulders be moving to some, so, to some, you know, to some bullshit, some, to some bullshit a lot of times. So you know, I'm not saying he is not, you know, he is, you know, completely without fault. I'm just saying there needs to be more communication on both of their ends to find balance instead of niggas. It's all, it's all his fault. That's all. Yeah. That's exactly it. Listen, um, you, can't, you can't move them shoulders without balance. Otherwise, you'd be looking like an isosceles triangle. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. We can move on. I, for, no, don't forgive me because I'm going to say this on my whole chest. A nigga who just spent the last several years in jail is not going to convince me he is capable of being a leader and he's the only one who's right about shit. Shireen, mm. if you don't check this motherfucking going about your business, I you can't be no my way or the highway ass nigga when your way landed you in jail and out of your kid's life for nearly a half a decade. To add to that, friend, not only that, but also to add to that, this is going to be extremely problematic. And I say it with my entire chest. Um, Phaedra's sloppy seconds can't tell me a goddamn thing, regardless of gender. Not even that. It. I don't have no problem with the fact that he he was fucking with him was married to Phaedra, but you're not a good decision maker because you did you were out in these streets doing shit that took you away from your children. You can't tell me shit about decision making. When you went to jail, your kids was like damn near toddlers. When they got out, when you got out, they damn near teenagers. What the fuck you could tell me about good decision making? You didn't make enough good decisions not to get you caught up by the police and indicted. And sent to jail. Them bad checks you and Phaedra was writing is still like nigga, it's still one of them damn shops around near my aunt and uncle place. Boy, boy. So I mean, while I I would be inclined that they should communicate more and meet in the middle instead of it just being one person's way over the other person's way and my way or the highway. But I'm I'm so sorry, motherfucker. I've been free my whole life, nigga, and you only been free for the last three years. You can't you can't do too much decision making for me, baby. Give us free. 
you I was with you and I was having to put money on your motherfucking books. I was making decisions just fine while you was locked up. So who the fuck is you to tell me that you need to be making all the decisions for me? You don't need to be doing shit for me. What you need to be doing is getting to a bag and getting me back all that commissary money I put on your motherfucking books. <laughs> Come on, Rick. If you want to show me you a leader, you could get to the bag again like you did before you went to jail. Except for this time, work smarter, not harder. Yeah, it don't work for failure. A motherfucking scammer and a frog gonna tell me they they know what's best. You don't know shit but how to crack a credit card. Come on. Hey, hey Candace, instead of, re- instead of restitution, it's rest- retribution. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just think he got a lot of audacity, but that's what happened when you got these wifey for lifey, prison wifey ass bitches. Like, this girl, what? That's but all they- I got to say to her. What? A nigga named Apollo. You held this nigga down while he was in jail. Now you gonna let this motherfucker bully you when he free? Talking about they don't understand what prison do to you. No, we don't because we never got caught up in no shit and had to go. So I would say I'm a hell of a good decision maker. Because no matter what happened, I ain't never been indicted, arrested, and sent to prison. Truth. And if you leaving, girl, leave. Stop all that threatening shit. Yeah, stand Just up go. and go. Stand up in it, go about your way. That shit got on my fucking nerves. He really don't be giving a fuck. He acting like he know it all. If your motherfucking antennas was working the way they would, you wouldn't be on probation yeah. or parole. If you knew it all, you wouldn't have got caught. You and Phaedra still be scamming. If you knew it all, you would have set that bitch up to catch an L. <laughs> Hello? <Huh>. Hello? <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, so since we here, I'm going to be like real quick and then we're going to move on. I never understood that nigga taking the fall for her because it's like, bro, you could have easily set her up. I would have, I would have turned her over. I would have turned her uh, the hello? Fuck over. Oh my god, hello? I would have turned that bitch right on over to the FBI. Listen, this Phaed- bitch is a crook, Lord. Listen, Phaedra Shaw, attorney behind bars. I tell you what, because <laughs> huh. huh. boy, Phaedra parking in that jail cell. Phaedra. <laughs> They would have been calling that bitch Phaedra Probation by now. Phaedra Pro... All right, let's move huh. on. <laughs> I'm just saying. You're not wrong, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> just oh, saying. <laughs> that motherfucking duck beak built bitch. I can't stand Phaedra Mouth. That shit look like a booty hole. Yeah, Girl, easy. that's a booty hole. Isn't you... <laughs> Okay, let's move my on. coochie pink, my booty hoe brown. Oh. Like... <laughs> Town town. <sighs> Clearly, we on some bullshit. Crime bro. town, Pro- scam uh, cr- town, <laughs> fraud town. Like, <laughs> leave us like bye, Apollo. Please, um, let's go to L.A. Yes, let us proceed to L.A. Let's go to L.A. I... <sighs> Nessie, you are the rock of Black Ink LA. You you you're you're the rock of Black Ink LA because you have taken a four month relationship. Matter of fact, the relationship has been over longer than it lasted. It Ooh. ended over two years ago. So twenty four months plus. You are going on and on and round and about and about and about and about about a relationship that has been over for that ended twenty eight months ago. I'm going to be real with you. I'm going to be real with you. I feel like, now again, I'm no expert in this, but I feel like this is still going on because she don't have a storyline outside of this. No, she don't. And way to be confiding in Nelly just for her to get in front of Lemire and start kissing his ass. All right. Bro, I really fuck with you, bro. I think you would be a good fit in the shop, bro. My apologies, my bread, bro. I ain't want to have that kind of energy with you, bro. Come on, bitch. Grab your strap or something. Stand Grab up. your strap is... All right. Stand up. <sighs> My God. Say it with your rubber, baby. Say it with... All right. <laughs> Damn. You was you was dick eating, and I know you. that ain't your meal of choice. Say it with your... <laughs> that might be the fuck. What is wrong with you? <laughs> Say it with your rubber, baby. Say it. Poke that sports brawl out and say it with your chest. The strap is gone. The strap is gone soft. That's, Acting like that, 
We have so many potential show topics. I swear to God. Too many. I'm just saying. But I, you know, I fuck with I fuck with Lemire. And I'm glad that he finally said the shit that we have been saying, even if in the in the green screen. This is a lot for a four-month relationship. Yeah. This is a lot. Four months. Yeah, I'm just like I maintain that again, she don't really have a storyline outside of this. Which is a damn shame because I, I potential is there, but girl, like something other than this nigga and this old relationship got to be on your mind and agenda. Something, something, something. Like, can we get some? Like, can we get some tattooing? Done? Where's the tattooing? Where is the tattoos? Like, remember, remember what Curtis used to say about Crystal? Where are the niggas? <laughs> where are the tattoos? Yeah, where? God damn, where are they? I would take anything except this him. <laughs> Hello. Is it me you looking for? <laughs> okay. Now. Um, so I stand corrected. Kat's fiance is moving out to LA. They are actively searching for a home and he is doing everything in his power to make sure that he, that she gets the home that she really, really wants. So shout out to him. That's good. That's good. I love that for Kat because while we have had some things to say about Cat's gums, we can absolutely acknowledge that Ryan treated Cat really fucking awful on her way out the door from Chicago. Yeah. He was really fucking awful looking back at it. And yeah. and even after all of that, continued to be fucking awful to his baby mama. Yeah. This is like 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 most women in Ryan's life. Continue to be awful to her. And yeah. I hate that he ruined a perfectly good friendship because he couldn't keep his dick in his pants. He couldn't keep his dick in his pants and he went about it weird. Like, so, like you know, Grant, Grant and Cat didn't move in, you know, the, the best of ways at times in that situation. But ultimately, the onus of how that all went down is on Ryan. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, KP and Tim. Okay. Now, I typically don't fuck with Tim. And initially, I was like, why he being a hoe-ass nigga about these keys to the shop? But then they did the flashback and show when Barbie had came into the shop after after she was quit, after she quit or got fired and took all the shit out the shop, even shit that wasn't hers. <laughs> and now I understand why he had PTSD about them fucking keys. It made sense keys, to me. Keys, keys. It, it made sense. And I also will say, like, in the previews, well, he did ended up giving the women keys to the shop. Also, why do you why do Tim follow KP around like a fucking puppy? You That's don't what... make music. Why do you need to be everywhere KP is at? And I'm gonna tell you why because the, all of that is the makings of a fucking hater. Are you saying he going like he yeah? I, th- I feel like I feel like he he follows KP around to make sure he don't be too successful mm. or too good at something. Like mm. I feel like he he's in KP's life to be a, to sabotage it in one way or another. KP, I mean Tim don't tattoo. Why is he managing it? Why is he managing the tattoo shop and got the keys to it? Technically, your manager should be somebody who tattoo who's always at the fucking shop because they're working as well. And as you can see, because Tim don't tattoo, he don't always feel a need a need to be at the shop. Yeah. Old girl had to drive basically three to four hours to get the keys to the shop to be able to handle her client. You fucking up people money, bro. A nigga named Tim. But I do understand why you had the PTSD. But this wouldn't be an issue if y'all would make somebody a manager of that shop who was an actual tattoo artist who was working on a regular basis. Yep. Yeah, it's on it's on this like I understand, but also at the same time, it's it's one of the things where it's like it's still only so much understanding I can give you. Cause this is literally a case of you niggas not it's the consequences of your own actions, you know, and it's only so much understanding I can have. Absolutely. And as we see in the preview for the upcoming episode, the ladies of the shop are fed up because they said that the traction was supposed to be much better. They having to scratch and claw to get clients in there. And that's yep. some shit that KP and Tim should be doing, considering that KP has tattooed quite a few celebrities. It shouldn't be no problem trying to get motherfuckers in that shop. So the fact that the shop is empty most of the time, unless those ladies have clients, that tells you all you need to know. It truly wasn't everybody else. 
it it's Tim and KP. They're the problem. They're the reason that I am is not meeting its full potential because they are invested in too many other things outside of that fucking shop. And if that's what you was going to do, you could have just turned that motherfucker into a community center, an art center, something that you really passionate about. But we ain't seen Tim do it. We ain't seen KP do a tattoo yet this season. Yeah. And that's, which is, that's another thing. Like, you know, we just got on C's, you know, on Ratchet Reloading, which, you know, shout out to Reloaded. <laughs> Tune in if you haven't already. Um, but at, at bare minimum, we can say, like, we saw C's doing tattoos. Yeah, we ain't, we ain't seen this nigga KP tattooing shit. We saw him tattoo. We saw him do like what one tattoo? I want to say like in the openings of the other season before they before um uh, they merged it all together when yeah. it was just when it was we saw him do like one tattoo, one or two tattoos when it was just Compton, like when they was like opening, uh, doing like the the op- not the openings like the beginning of COVID and stuff. But other than that, we ain't seen this nigga do shit since. Yeah, no, yeah, we haven't. We just um, we just seen we don't we don't just don't see him and Tim yell at every damn body for no reason. Like damn, for no don't, fucking reason. Like one of you niggas got hypertension or something. God damn. Yeah, yeah. So you know, as always, they are the issue, and it shows. It truly shows. We are gonna take a break, and after the break, we really gonna come back and get into the good shit. Cause I got a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, 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 lot to say about these two own shows they have not been disappointing and i got a dragon in my spirit for both shows so come back after the break go get you a little drinky drink a little smoky smoke a little snacky snack and we'll be back we are back we are glad that you joined us after the break we're about to get in where you want to go first jeremy love and marriage huntsville or bell collective huntsville because I, I feel like we should say bell collective for last okay well we gonna have we're going to get into uh, Love and Marriage Huntsville. So much like I said, that Tiffany shit was a farce. Mm-hmm. She faked an anxiety attack because she saw her husband getting chewed out by Martel and Marceau for her bullshit. She had a whole ass meltdown. As we see her talking to her husband, the doctor told her she needs to slow down and, and be stay in the bed. And she's planning work trips and all kind of shit. So what do that show you? Exactly. Um, since we're here, because uh, this is probably about the most I'm gonna ever say about her and uh, about her and Lewis. Um, here's my like. I know we, you know, joke. We talk about Lewis. We get on him for basically allowing his woman to get him in shit and never putting his foot down. Um, and but like generally speaking, like don't like these jokes don't fly. But I don't really mind Lewis. What my issue with him personally is he never puts his foot down, and he's a, he allows his woman to get him in shit because because that entire thing. Like if he would he if he would have stuck, and I said it last week, if he would have stuck to his guns with his initial reaction of girl, why the fuck did you even bring that up or do that? None of that shit would have happened. Like you was on the right trail. But you let her gas your, you didn't put your foot down and you let her gas your head up. And you had that entire confrontation with Martel and Marceau. And now, granted, I do agree with him on one thing, that Marceau definitely wanted to be a, a in-the-mix-ass nigga. Because the issue was with Martel. Martel is the one that had the valid complaint. But, like, if you would have just had that conversation with Martel and been like, hey, my wife said one thing, I can understand why you felt the way. I had the same reaction when she told me what what she said. My, you know, my bad. I'm going to have a talk with her. How can we move forward? That's all I had to do. That's all you had to do. But you need to put your foot down with your wife. She cannot keep getting you in this shit because she don't know how to mind her goddamn business. Period. And I ain't even got nothing to add about that. Because, like, for real, though, not even being funny, like, why? <laughs> I'm sorry, but if if my partner, if I have a partner, and don't get me wrong, I love, you know, don't get me wrong. I, hell, knock on wood, I do this podcast. I like, I, I love mess that I'm not involved in. Um, I like foolishness, et cetera, et cetera. But if, if my, if every time I turn around, my partner is in mess, overstepping boundaries, just being chaotic as fuck, and I'm in the middle of it, we gonna have a talk. Like, either, like, you gonna have to sit your ass down or something. Cause I'm not finna keep getting in shit with with people that are you know supposed to be my friends or whatever because you don't know how to shut the hell up. Cause that's not fair to me. 
Yeah, at all. And then her acting so appalled when he was like, "Stop putting me in shit." Is right. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm like, putting you in shit. What do you mean? Exactly what I, I th- said. One one of her exact words of like, "How I'm putting it in." in you when your friends keep putting themselves in it. It's like, yeah, them niggas don't need to be doing that type of behavior, but you also need to mind your got mind the business that pays you. Yeah, for sure. And they certainly didn't gang up on you. And they certainly were not yelling. They were not, like, you did not feel threatened in the least bit. Right, exactly. You lied. That's what I'm saying. You gassed him up and gave him false a false pretense of what was going on. And now that he found out the truth, he you ended up making him look stupid. Yep. And that's not fair to him. At all. So put your foot down with, with her, Lou. It's like, you, you ain't got to let her keep getting you in shit. Because she need to mind her goddamn business. <laughs> now, where, where you want to go now? I'm sorry, but that was on my mind. Okay, well, I'm with it. Um, I, I want to go to the conversation that Mel had with her attorney. And I think that it shows just how evil and vile Martell has been through this whole divorce and the custody situation to hear that Martell and his lawyer were request were requesting her phone records, requesting the passwords to her social media accounts and all this other kind of weird shit. We're requesting to know if she was sleeping with somebody since the divorce and all that kind of shit for what? Yeah, that, that was wild to to. I, I, I think that's the I think that's the first time we've been privy to kind of like the divorce or well, some of the divorce proceedings on the show. I think. Yeah, it is, and and it just proves why she don't want to be around nobody that is actively friends with Martell. And I'll be what I will say is Mel is a strong woman because she absolutely films because she does not want to leave that money on the table. And I get that. She, she is strictly filming because why would you leave that bag on the table? That is some, for sure, you can count on it money for her and her children. Yeah. But the strength it would take for me not to knock him in his motherfucking head every time I see him. Yeah, he, he like, in the, in, the, in the most literal terms of the word, and as much emphasis as I can physically, humanly put on it, Martell really a whole ass nigga. Yeah. He truly is. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I mean, we talk about this all the time, you know, where in situations where it's like you can't dictate who is friends with who. But at the same time, like, I'm sorry. Like, I, I just couldn't. I don't blame Mel for not fucking with anybody that truly, like, really, really fuck with that nigga. Because, like, dog, you are such a bitch ass nigga. Like, for real. Like, not to mention, there was some tea going around saying that he was basically trying to get his baby mama, Arion, to post a sex tape, a, a, a video of him and Mel to like leak it to make Mel look bad. What? And Why the it's fuck? Just, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wait, was that in the, um, that's not in the Facebook, right? I can't group, I can't imagine it is since they be I, in there, but. I, think it might be in there but i definitely can't remember where i saw the tv yeah it was definitely discussed how he was basically he was trying to get uh arian to post a video of him and mel basically trying to expose mel and it's like okay so she know how to have sex what was we supposed to take from that if you did that i was right y'all have children i'm pretty sure she know how to fuck like what did the what, what not only is you a whole ass nigga you a dumb ass nigga like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> I ain't mean for that to come out that way, but I mean, shit, since we heal. The truth like, is the truth. Right? We don't like, it. Like, what the fuck? It's like, okay, she 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 knows how to suck a dick. Like, she's a grown ass woman. Y'all have kids. Like, what are we doing here, Martell? You stupid ass nigga. Exactly. Exactly. Now, um, I, I, I will say, I. I, I would like to see it, but I would. Not, I do want to. I would like to see it. However, I do with, want to. Not, not with you, Martell. Not with you. Um. <laughs> also, I want to talk about um all all terrible nigga shit aside. I do think Martell starting a line of suits is very reasonable, and I, I think I, I think he's in his lane there. Yeah, I was going to say, it's more in his lane than what he was trying to do with the wine shit. 
Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think he'll have something successful on his hands if he starts that suit line. One, getting with a well-known suit designer that is Black works in your favor. Two, while you are truly ugly inside, you are a physically attractive person who works out and has a really nice body and looks good in clothing. And that works in your favor. And as we've seen, I'll be honest, it seems like the city of Huntsville is very receptive and supportive of the endeavor, uh, the endeavors of these cast folks, even to their detriment. So yeah. I definitely, I do think this, this is a, a, a win for you. I definitely do. Yeah. It, it makes and, way more sense than the wine. Yeah. And I would like to see it. So, um, this comeback group shit. Okay. Now tell me if you was thinking this too, friend. I feel like everybody is avoiding the elephant in the room, and it's that none of them trust Tisha and Marceau with money. Yep. Um. Yep. I mean, and the closest we got was, you know, uh, was what Kimmy said, but even then, she didn't go as hard as I think she could have. She. I don't think any of them. I don't think Mel Martell. Also, it's not lost on me that. Martel definitely got in Marceau shit about saying Mel was being greedy. You don't get to determine, call somebody greedy for wanting to be paid for their time that they're that to do something as big as a black business expo. Yeah, I I do like Martel calling Marceau out for that for trying to insinuate that about Mel, which we've been saying for the longest time with Marceau and it just goes back to, you know, what we were saying, like, they don't really trust Marceau and Tisha, and that's because they, I'm pretty sure all of them know, y'all niggas are really stingy and cheap and don't like paying people as much as y'all go on about black, you know, this, black excellence, that. Y'all don't believe in that when it comes to paying folks. No, they don't. You said, we saw how y'all was doing Jalen, and that's family. Yeah. I feel like all of them said it without saying it, you know? That's definitely what happened. And here's the thing. Y'all were not talking about sponsorships until Mel brought them up. She's absolutely right. Yep. And my thing is, if this is about the comeback group, right? And Mm -hmm. this is an event under the umbrella of the comeback group. Mm -hmm. Why why don't y'all hire somebody specifically to manage the money part of it and that would ease everyone's fears because I don't trust Marceau or Tisha with any money, especially when they got all kind of liens and litigation and shit going on against them. They have recently moved out of their home and started renting an apartment. The records are public that the home that they were just living in now has a lien on it and all other kind of shit. Oh, that's so, public? Yeah, it's public. So, oh, shit. So... This is this is about financial trust. And much like Mel said, there is no financial trust there because as a whole, Martel and Tisha have not been Marceau and Tisha, I mean, have not been supportive of other people's events. They want everybody to come through it, they shit, and be present and accounted for it, they shit, but they don't show up to support and sponsor anybody else's shit. And then Tisha gonna bring up the makeup line, and I'm glad Mel checked her. Baby, you came to my event uninvited. You didn't sponsor anything, and you've not purchased any fucking thing. So let's cut the malarkey, bitch. Hey, hey let's talk about it. Points let's cut made. the malarkey, ho. Come on, malarkey. Come on. This, this is, this is about trust. And even Maurice and Kimmy don't trust Marceau and Tisha financially. Which that, and, which, which that should tell you all you need to know. And they called out the fact that it's called a Black Business Expo spelled like that cigar lounge, not B-L-A-C-K. This is some Marceau and Tisha's doing, but you want everybody to be all in under the guise of the comeback group, then you need to change the name of it. The comeback group presents the Black Business Expo. I don't trust you motherfuckers with no money either. Tisha's so busy trying to keep up with the Jones. Marceau can't stop buying sports cars for his side bitches to ride with him in. I don't trust y'all with no money either. <laughs> buying all them goddamn sports cars, them wide-ass hips of his can't fit in. You and them saddlebags and your wife and her insecurities can get the fuck on. If you And I do think that the concept is a good idea. Instead of charging, if we get sponsorships after everything is covered, 
for the event, like the building, the venue, lunch, goodie bags, you know, setup, equipment, whatever you'll need. If there's money left, yes, that money should be poured back into the community. Because as we've seen, these these people have been going strong for years now since this show premiered. So yes, put that money back into the community, but you motherfuckers shouldn't be the ones handling the money. It should be a licensed and certified accountant doing money things. And I wish somebody would say it with their whole chest, but it looked like Maurice and Marceau started getting into it real wild on this next episode. Yeah, which honestly, hell, I feel like it's a long time coming. And if this is about giving back to the community, you certainly do need to have the right professionals available because if you're talking about doing small business grants where you help small business owners by pro providing them whatever amount of money for their business that kind of stuff needs to be in in writing you need to have the proper paperwork so that it can be written off tax wise and all other kind of things that y'all are not capable of doing because y'all got liens on y'all house y'all has a y'all has a singing young dro shoulder lean hello I also like that that Mel is keeping very hush hush about this new man, which I still think is Hill Harper. But oh, so I, I missed those rumors. Yeah, and she's rumored to be dating Hill Harper. Okay, okay, okay. I see you. So, I see you, Mel. So hopefully we'll find out in due time. So, um, is that it? I think that's it. Oh, Stormy family finna have some big blow up with her mom oh. and her auntie next yeah. week and i'm looking forward to yeah, that i was going to say they, they did show a preview of that it was like that's uh that's next week yeah let's head on over to jackson mississippi first Cause, things first because boy let me tell you um, something jj mama yeah i'm with so gucci she can't she wouldn't be able to live in my house too long mm -mm. no yeah uh -uh. he is uh definitely a mama's boy yeah Definitely in every, a mama's boy. In, in every, every sense, sense of, the of the word. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, Cause good sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I I wanna, I, I, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was gonna say I want to talk about real quick. Marie, you got everything to say about everybody, and it is public fucking information that you switch and you rent houses while y'all filming and switch to those homes to look like you live in a better lifestyle than you actually are. Oh, she do. Now, see, I didn't know that. She now, do. I had put in a group chat. Matter of fact, I might as well read it. I'm, I might as well read it. Okay, so the realtor in question, her name is Shadow Robinson. Mm. And she made a nice long Facebook post that said, news you can use. I am successful in real life. I mm. like me in real life. Mm. My life is interesting in real life. Mm. And I'm not jealous of another woman in real life. Mm. And I am sick of being used as clickbait on a bootleg show that I decline consent to be a part of in any mention. So know this, I'm coming for your coins in real life. All dummies mentioning me and referencing me in my real life to further oh, their shit. fake one can be on standby. I don't undermine agents for clients. That reference is illegal and a clear violation of ethics. You want to be famous, but at what cost, though? Oh, I can shit. never be compared to a starving, struggling agent that I refuse to hire, mentor, or allow to shadow me. I'm offended that you rejects would mention my business in such a derogatory manner. Oh, Jesus Christ. Off to build this company up, my brokerage alone, with the help of not a soul, no man, no woman, that portrayal of my business will be to your demise because I'm coming and I'm bringing hell with me. I clearly told the producers of Bell Collective that I wanted no parts of my real successful brokerage being mentioned in a fake storyline. They use my likeness and my image without my consent. I refuse consent after multiple times of basically being stopped to render it. I declined. I find no benefit in being involved in a show that broadcasts entirely fake su success. If you have to shout on every mountaintop that you're successful, you're not. I've owned more real estate than possibly every lie on that platform and still counting. I abhor domestic violence. Why would I want to be involved in any manner on a show with a stage full of alleged abused women glorifying their abusers? 
Oh my God. Why? Jesus I, Christ. My girl said, Holy I would dare. Shit. Why would God I want involvement? Damn. She said, Why would I want involvement on a show with a bunch of dummies swapping houses to film, swapping offices to film? Y'all have filmed in every park and restaurant in Jackson, but it's your real life. Yeah, fake relationships, fake divorces. Uh, God damn. Fake breakups, fake success, and fake lives. Holy. My gifts have made plenty of room for me. No lies and fakeness needed. Just God. In closing, every time I'm used, I'm paid. This situation will be no different. Count it up respectfully. Attorneys on deck in real life. P.S. I'm not an agent. I'm a broker. I onboard agents, babe. But you knew that. Mention me via titles. I've earned them all plus more on the way. Shadow Robinson, next level real estate, broker, owner, Saddle Robinson, elite homes, builder, owner. My girl is a real estate developer. That might be one of the most savage dragons I have ever goddamn heard. Oh, my God. Yeah. She said, oh, oh." She said, why would I want to be on the same stage as a bunch of alleged abused women glorifying their abusers? Ooh. That, 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 that's what I'm saying. Like that line right there. Oh my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Which, so that brings me to this. Segway Jones. Hello. Yes. <laughs> that brings me to this. Marie, Aikisha, and so Gucci went out to lunch. And this is when I knew that Marie, the reason Marie constantly wants to paint Latrice as a snake is to get the eyes off of her being the biggest snake amongst that group and the agent of chaos because Aikisha and Letitia do not get along. So why would you be sitting up there talking about Letitia's marital problems with Glenn with Aikisha of all people? Exactly. And Aikisha even said it. I haven't talked to Letitia in months. Like you know, you know it's bad when the person that doesn't even get along with the with 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 said person is being like, "Girl, what the fuck is you doing?" Yeah, Marie is the snake, and I really hope Letitia is watching this eyes wide open because I haven't seen Latrice yet speak on that girl's issues to nobody else as they pertain to Glenn. But every time, every time we've turned around, Marie is speaking on Letitia's marital issues while being estranged from her own husband and while being accused of sleeping with a married man. Yeah. Hmm. It's, 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 it's honestly kind of, kind of nasty. It's, it's, it's nasty work, nasty work, as I say. Yeah. Um, but Jesus Christ, that lady, I like, no, she I said, like I wish she was on the show, honestly. Right. But that's what I, they need. They need a day of reckoning. Yeah. Like the fact she said, why would I want to be on here with all you bitches and your and your, you you alleged, you know? And I love how you know she she know her shit in the law for real because she said alleged abused women. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um. Speaking of alleged abusers, Cliff and Latrice, baby, and we can also talk about the conversation she had with her mom. Yes. I have a theory on Cliff helping Latrice get her hair business started and it's that cliff thought that he cliff was getting a trophy wife and he thought he was investing in his trophy wife's little hobby yep to keep her out of his hair so that he could do what he wanted to do when he wanted to do it somewhere along the way that little hobby turned into a very profitable business that she is running and it she now wants to focus on the business side of her life And she no longer wants to have kids. She's no longer interested in being a stay-at-home wife and a kept woman. She has started making her own money. And that's what she wants to continue to do. She's moving, shaking, on the go. And now he resents that because that is not what he signed up for. He signed up for a stay-at-home wife who wants to give him some babies and do this little weave hobby bullshit. And, and it and, is it's so different than that. And it, he is exactly he and I, you've said it multiple times and hell, her mama confirmed it. He she he could he ah, damn I can't talk. He is what her father was. That's why he and that's why he 
And that's why her father and her mama ain't together no more. Her mama got sick of that shit. She wasn't feeling that shit. She left. And and Latrice, like, she 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 married her her dad. And, and now she's she's going exactly through what her mama went through and that she ain't for that shit. And her mama is telling her to get the hell on up out of there. Yep, just like she did. The craziest part of this to me is that um he sits up and he just lies through his fucking teeth. We Ooh, have not kid. once seen Latrice try to control him, try to tell him what to do, try to box him in, try to treat him like she's, she's the man of the house, try to treat him like he's not an equal. We have never seen that from her. We have only seen that behavior from him. We literally just saw him say that she is not his equal. And what he said, she said, am I not equal to you? What he said, Latrice, no. Which brings me to not only him lying to her mama, the conversation he had with Glenn. When I tell you, I I text my friend this. I really hate the nigga on these shows. I really do. And I'm someone who is, I have I'm I have tried. Well, I haven't tried, but I'm I someone who tries, you know, to be less reactionary the older I get the wiser I get, the more developed in like my politics I get. So I try to refrain from saying reactionary shit. But it's these type of niggas that really make it hard. It really make me want to say shit like some of these niggas we just got to leave behind. And that they, like, cause it's like, how are you this much of a fuck boy at your big ass age, nigga? It's, and Cl- Glenn, you are what, 40? Cliff, you are damn 80, damn near. Like you, how are you this much of a goddamn fuck nigga? Glenn got in that studio and said, Baby, where did we go wrong? Oh, that sounded like Curse the Cowardly Dog trying to sing and shit. Like, boy, if you don't get your ass out this damn booth with your non-singing ass. <laughs> and like, age ain't even an excuse. My dad is like, how old my dad? My dad will be 76 come November, come his birthday in November. My dad is old as fuck. It ain't got shit to do with him. My dad is old, southern, country, Georgia boy. He, ain't, he is nowhere near the type of fuck nigga y'all's all. When my mama was alive, he is. I never saw my dad be like this towards my mama ever. He was never this type of, oh, well, you're not my equal. You know, I'm the man and you the one. Never. He was never like, so how, how are y'all this much of, of fuck niggas? How? Yeah. Yeah. It makes me mad because, granted, I think that some of these women also, you know, a patriarchal princesses, but at the same time, it's like nigga. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that they they think like the the fucking advice, if you even want to call it that, that fucking that fucking um cliff when he had that when he had that sit down with Glenn, it's like you've got to make a choice. You've got what it wasn't nothing about you know changing Glenn's behavior, acknowledging where he fucked up. It's like oh well, shit, you your sex life trash. You sex like trash? Hell, maybe spike, try to spice it up a little bit. Nigga, sex should be the last thing. Sex is what this, why we here in the first goddamn place. This nigga don't know how to keep his dick in his pants. <laughs> Come on, Jeremy. You <laughs> like, in a preaching mood. Go like, I'm sorry, but like, they just make me mad. Like, y'all are so, some, some, it, it's one thing to be a fuck nigga, right? It's another thing to be a fuck nigga at y'all big ass ages and so convinced that you right. So convinced that it's not y'all that's the problem. It's the women. You bitch ass niggas. Like it just makes me mad. Yeah. More mad than it should, because I don't know these motherfuckers, but still. <laughs> yep. And also, let me say this. I now understand why Marie and Letitia and whoever else were mortified when Glenn showed up because he admitted to putting a tracking device and a tape recorder in that woman's car without her consent. On film. That is fucking disgusting, and that is definitely abusive stalking behavior. On film. On like, film. Like, don't don't forget that part of friend. This nigga admitted this shit on film. And again, circling like, it back to, to him. It's like, and the fact that he said that with a straight face, and Cliff right there, and Cliff didn't say shit. Cliff didn't step, because that's the type of shit he do, he do to Latrice. It's, exactly. He was popping up on her, too. It's like the fact that you niggas see nothing wrong with that. Nothing at all. You bitch ass niggas. Um, speaking of Glenn, here we go being emotionally manipulative. Nigga, if that's your grandma, 
why you don't know who to call to see about her? Why did you need to go? <laughs> why did Letitia need to call your cousin to see what was going on with your grandma and find out she was being put in hospice? You could have did that. This was another way to try to reel her in and, and manipulate her emotionally and get and get her to feeling sorry for you and shit like that. Man, I hope she see through that shit and still stand her ground with the fact that we we getting a divorce. Agreed. I, I think I think that's I think that's the the play and that's the reasonable thing to do because you know like <laughs> like I like I always expect her to be just be like fuck that nigga grandma because grandma ain't had shit to do with it. But this is absolutely you know what this gives me. This gives me Marlo. This gives using a very real and traumatic experience to try to manipulate someone into absolutely. your business. That's exactly what this is. Marlo two Absolutely. Because, nigga, you could have called your own cousin to see what was going on with Mima, And we all know it. You're up there using your, your Mima for, 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 psych, for psychological warfare. She, she, your, your grandma fighting for her life. And you up there doing, doing this like damn this foolishness. This old bitch is fighting for her motherfucking life. And you up there doing this foolishness. She down yeah. to the hospice. Right. And Annie, yeah. and I'm not even like I know I'm saying it jokingly because like look, I I've had to unfortunately put you know the family we've had to put some of my family members you know in hospice you know hell one of my aunts is in there like right now you know we, we get holding on but you you know we don't all know what you know that is when you know family members going in hospices and stuff so I'm not even you know trying to be a dick but like nigga I am for sure being a dick because <laughs> <laughs> you been knew your grandma was sick and if you didn't. That tells us how close she was or was not to her. Mm. Because how, mm. again, how was how did Tisha have to track her down and you you playing the fool? Come yeah, on they now. Had to, yeah, they had to track him down, right? Yeah. yeah. He was in the damn studio making music that, that don't that ain't nobody, don't nobody want to hear. Yeah. Tell me where did we go wrong? I'll like, tell you what we, I'll tell you what we went wrong, them and you in the studio. That's, yeah. that's that's what we went that's wrong. That's for sure where we went wrong. Cause boy, and stayed wrong. Cause boy, that shit was awful. Boy, you up there, you up here sounding like a dog that got shot. Just sounding the fuck awful. Mm-mm. Well, ain't 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 no kind of falsetto or nothing. Not the falsetto missing. <laughs> like damn, missetto. Missetto. <laughs> <laughs> The gone setto. That shit was nowhere to be found. Exactly, boy. You, boy, ain't, ain't no alto in that. Got al, no toe. That's what the fuck that is. No toe. <laughs> be quiet, toe. Please. Don't Silent. do that no more. Silencio. Silencio. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't expect you. I wouldn't expect you to say that, but I was hoping you would catch the L.A. I just wasn't expecting that. <laughs> If don't nobody got us, I got us, baby. <laughs> but but yeah, the clean. I just I just, I just hate all these. I just hate all these. I hate them all. I dislike them all. And like, because it, it ain't even a situation of like like I was saying with um with uh with with Lou on Huntsville. Like he annoying, but I don't think he's just like an objectively like bad person. I don't I just think, think he. I don't think honestly. I don't think Lou is one of the worst on that show. My only issue with Lou is his inability to stand up to call his wife. his wife out on her bullshit. Yeah, exactly. That's a, yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna say. Like, it ain't even a situation with the rest of these niggas. It ain't a situation with Lou, like Lou, where it's like, I just need you to do like one thing. You know what I'm saying? But generally speaking, I think you're all right. All the rest of these niggas just suck. Yeah, yeah. Like, God they do. damn. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. Was it anything else? Because <laughs> we don't went on a tangent. <laughs> Like we didn't, times. yeah, we 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 <laughs> didn't got we, we didn't got off to the got off to the races. Uh, no, that was that was it, and we appreciate y'all for fucking with us. We're gonna be back next week as well. Um, you know, doing a little recording on Father's Day. We're gonna bring it on in and and get the dads laughing and laugh at these niggas. Yeah. Laugh at these awful niggas, but we appreciate y'all. We'll be back next week. And thank y'all. Oh, before I go, first things first, be sure to subscribe to us wherever you listening. That way you get notifications as soon as a new episode drops. Because we post the posts 
Monday, but typically we upload the episode and you can listen to it on Sunday. So if you haven't yeah. subscribed to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio, uh, Amazon Podcasts, we are in a plethora of places. Wherever you, wherever you choose to listen to podcasts, be sure to subscribe to Ratchet Ramblings. And the other thing is, your girl entered a cooking competition yes and the prize is 25k and yeah. 25k could be a down help be a part of a down payment on a new home for us or whatever but i'm gonna actually put the link in the show notes because voting starts tomorrow so wherever you listen at go into the show notes click the link vote for your girl help me out please i fuck with y'all help me i'm gonna put it in there and we'll see y'all back next week